Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Everyone and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, a gorgeous but freezing day in Seattle. Have you been outside, Eric? I'm telling you, it's so cold. I, I was outside briefly, yeah. Oh my it was gosh, chilly. it's freezing. I had to wear well, my. It's not quite freezing. Okay, yeah. It's 39 he, degrees. He really. Two degrees 39? less and okay. it would be freezing. Well, it's going to be really cold, and I already have sweats on, three layers, and my down jacket. You and look a hat. very comfortable, though. I am. I'm, I actually tweeted how fun it is to be on a radio show where you turn off the Skype. <laughs> right. I actually did put some makeup on today, but it's nice to come in with no makeup and just your sweats. You it's look just, very relaxed, which is great for the <laughs> show. Oh, you're so sweet. And I want to remind everyone again, tonight is my first class of Stepping Into Consciousness. It'll be once a quarter. It's at the Redmond Town City Marriott. We're going to keep the snow away from the east side, um, but I heard if it snows today, it's just going to be kind of slushy if it does this yeah. evening. Nothing big. Anyway, I'm looking forward to this mini mentoring program that we're going to be having once a quarter for two hours at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. You can go to my website at energyintuitive.com and find, find information about location and all that good stuff and all my other classes coming up. Today I have a guest in-house, which is one of my favorites, to have someone in the studio that I can make direct eye contact with and we can do the sign language that Eric and I do, you know, break time, you know, <laughs> take the next caller. We have like some interesting sign language here in the studio, as I'm sure other people do on radio shows too as well. And so today we have... Dana Quaid, who you're local, you're from Seattle, which is so great. Yes, I'm from Federal Way. From Federal Way. And Dana Quaid, Quaid, we met on Facebook, which is quite, I love Facebook. It's one of my favorite places to spend every day. I spend like 20 minutes to a couple hours on a weekend. I could spend a whole lot more. Love Facebook. And so Dana Quaid is, is the author of Doing the Thing, How Finding Your Shine Will Brighten Our World. And you're a healer and thought leader. She also tells us she's an ordinary person with extraordinary attitude towards her life, changing experiences and self-discovery. For 17 years, Dana Quaid has helped people heal from soft tissue injuries in her career's a licensed massage therapist. The most rewarding result has been when a patient says, you not only helped me heal, you helped me get to know who I really am. Um, this is the essence of do the thing healing. Her work's mission is to provide an atmosphere of safety and pure potential for well-being. This environment helps one activate their own internal healing process. Quaid's work includes injury resolution, energy healing, and peaceful relaxation massage. And of course, you live in Federal Way, and that's also where you work. Um, so welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you. Thank you, Marie. It's good to be here. And one thing I'll say right off the bat is that my name looks like Quaid, but it's actually pronounced Kawadi. Kawadi. Oh, I should have asked you before. <laughs> I was going to ask you because I always ask callers, but I have, oh no, I've got this one. I know. It's so simple. Kawadi. Oh, it's beautiful. I like Kawadi. That's very beautiful. Thank you for the correction. I appreciate that. Thank you. So doing the thing is basically about falling in love with you and doing what makes you happy. Exactly. Right. Yes. 
And in the book, you write about, you know, times in your life when you really should be doing the thing, which, of course, is really all the time. Right. Right. Yes. But, you, but you talked about, you know, when your life has room for improvement would be a good time to be doing the thing. Yes. Or, you know, if you're feeling unhappy or unhealthy, it's really time to get back to doing the thing. When you feel struggles inside yourself or around you, when you mistrust yourself and allow others to mistreat you, um, when you try to control situations or other people, when you are negatively affected by others, you have this great list, kind of a check-in, I think, where people can go ahead and do the thing, which is to appreciate and value and be kind to themselves. Right, right. Because I think a lot of people think, um, and you can tell me if this is true for you too, but I think some people think once they feel like they're in a good space, then they can actually spend time falling in love with them. Yes, like it's a luxury. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying to us that it's critical that we do this and it can actually help us create a world we love in individually and together. Right, absolutely. And and so if we wait for everything to be perfect, it's just in my opinion not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always going to be putting off that moment of deep internal self-love. That's right. Yeah. And you know, deep internal self-love is great. And that's um, something we can all aspire to. But some people just need to spend less time beating up on themselves Ah. and more time simply being kinder to themselves and thinking in terms of doing that. Right. Because it is is a progression. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like I'll tell clients um, to you have it in your book to mirror work, you know, to look in the mirror and say kind, loving things. And I can tell I've asked them to use the love word, not the like word. And I can tell that there's just no way they're going to be able to do it. Right. Their whole body shuts down. Right. When I give that you know, exercise. Right? <laughs> so they have to start off with, I'm learning to like this person in the mirror. Right. Or is there something you can even think about yourself that you appreciate mm-hmm. anything? Mm-hmm. Because some people don't have that. I sometimes I forget that. But I myself and so many people started out on a path of powerlessness or not feeling good about themselves. And it, you know, so it's like you said, it's that progression. Right. And, and what I think other people don't also realize is that's the main reason why we came here mm-hmm. was to figure out how can we feel powerful? How can we feel successful? How can we feel loved and lovable? I mean, earth is a school, right? You know, so coming here and figuring that out is our main purpose, in my opinion, anyway. I agree with you. And I think so many people, and this this is part of what inspired me to write the book. Mm-hmm. I think so many people think that that answer or the answers to those questions that they're looking for are outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they look to experts or religion or, you know, some institution to provide the answers when the true answers are inside. And so that's what doing the thing is about, is starting within yourself and moving out from there. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's absolutely gorgeous. And Thank I love, you. you're welcome. I love your chapter on riptides. I thought that was a really great, great way to describe the problems we have in our life and how we can so quickly shut down. When stuff starts to happen, we just disintegrate. You know, we mm-hmm. go back to primal um, mechanisms, right? Defense mechanisms. Right, like panic and struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you think about it, like a really out in nature and you're stuck in the water and it's getting a little crazy, if you fight, you're probably going to drown. That's exactly right. In fact, that, um, that image came to me because I grew up in Spokane. The Spokane River is notorious for pay- taking people under. And we would inner tube and my inner tube went over a rock one day and, you know, that 
strong whirlpool under that rock just had me in its grip. And I, I did. I felt that fight. I felt the struggle. And then I realized I had to do something completely the opposite. And that's when I basically prayed. And <laughs> praying helped me relax and got me out of it. So when you relaxed and you were able to swim effectively to get to the next place so that you could be safe? Well, just simply saying, please, <laughs> help <laughs> Ask me. you for help, right? <laughs> and then just saying that uh-huh. gave me the trust that, that was the answer was coming. And then that relaxation just simply took, popped my body right out of that mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. completely, mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, I love that. And you even have a cute little sketch about, you know, being stuck in the water <laughs> and kind of going down a little bit. And that's really what it feels like when something in your life comes up unexpectedly or like, oh, no, not again kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And all your buttons are pushed and you're terrified. Right. Yet. It really is a life lesson. There's something for you to learn there, and you can't learn in panic. You have to learn in relaxation. Yes, because relaxation clears our minds, and then we can um, be more grounded and think clearly about the solutions, or even, or especially be able to hear what our intuition is yeah. trying to tell us. Because when you ask for help, that ignites and engages your instincts and also, you know, beings that are outside of us who would love to help us if we would just relax for a second or ask for it, right? And have faith. And have faith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just beautiful. So, Eric, we've got um, a few people on the line here. So, could we go to the phone lines, please? Sure. Let's talk to Sharon calling from Issaquah. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am going in for an ablation. I haven't set the appointment yet, but the Mm -hmm. doctor has told me that that's what I need. Cardiac or or um, reproductive ablation? Cardiac or reproductive? No, ablation, that's cardiac. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they do similar, actually, believe it or not, treatment for the uterus, believe it or not. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My question is, um, how do I choose the time for making the appointment? Mm Mm-hmm. So did you hear her question? I did. did I, yeah. Well, and the, my first thought was if if it was me, um, and this is what I do when I don't know how to make a decision, is I just sit still and breathe. Like we were talking about the riptides, I do the opposite of what maybe I might, any kind of fear might cause me to do, and I just relax and listen for the answer that, that feels the best to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I, I really like that. Did your um, doctor tell you that you may have to have that procedure more than once? Yes. I Good. understand the, how it works. Um, Great. He said that it doesn't happen very often, but I have known somebody who's had to have it twice. So. Yeah, I, I know quite a few people who've had to have it more than once. And so that could even be part of the decision-making, like, ah, the first one may not even matter as much. In, in other words, of course, we hope and we're sending beautiful light that the first one works perfect. But I think it takes the pressure off of the, you know, going in for this procedure when, uh-huh. you know, you may have to have it more than once. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I understand that. Now, can you tell how that's going to come out? Or is that what you, outside your scope of experience? You no, know, I'll be happy to give you um, my uh, impression of a whole bunch of things. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to say a few things, and then um, I think Dana wants to add some things, too, is here's what the heart chakra is about when I look at your body. It's about repressed anger for you. So there's some family stuff that you're still pissed off about. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I totally know that. Good. And I do have thoracic back pain. Oh, you do? Okay. And we'll, yeah. t- we'll talk about that, too. So here's what I would love for you to do as you, and this may help you with the date, you know, as you're sitting with yourself, like Dana suggested, not in fear, you know, figuring out what date might be the best for you, um, is how can you embrace in some way, and maybe Dana will have better language than what I'm using, uh, embrace what happened to you when you were younger and not take it so personally so that you can let some of this anger and frustration out of your chest and allow your heart chakra to be expansive so that your cardiac muscles can be receptive and the lining of your heart can be receptive to the procedure you're going to have. Did you want to add something, Dana? I think the only thing that I would like to add is um, the subtitle of my book is called How Finding Your Shine Will Brighten Our World. And, And so in terms of your shine and what you're going through, I would say um, to simply try to understand that you have a magnificent power inside you that you can utilize. And just um, any way you can to close your eyes and, and trust and have faith that that's always will always be with you and that that will guide you through anything difficult like this that you need to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, the great thing about this particular procedure works really great for your typical diagnosis. Most people didn't have relief. So we're really blessed that we have this new procedure in medical science. So when I said embrace what happened when you were a kid, do you know what that means? Um, I think so, but... Let me know what you think. <laughs> well, here would be an example. Like, I, I personally had a very difficult childhood. I'm sure many people did. In fact, I think that the dysfunction that we see in our childhood is to help us to learn, to become empowered, or whatever else we wanted to learn. You know, we forget about our previous lifetimes before we come into a body. And a lot of times our parental experiences or childhood experiences remind us of what we want to work on. <laughs> so um, what I try to look at, because uh, my father wasn't, around when I was a kid, I just try to look at the amount of freedom I had, even though at the time I wished my parents had been more organized and structured and provided more boundaries for myself and my siblings. Um, I would say even more lately, I've been looking at how lucky I was to have so much freedom. And so try to find areas where you, you may be hurt or mad that happened in your childhood and look for the silver lining or the bright rainbow or something that that made your childhood experience really special. And I think that will help shine light into the stuck areas and not make them so heavy. Okay. okay. I didn't I didn't really feel like I had a terrible uh childhood. I mm-hmm. uh my parents went through divorce and mm-hmm. and dad remarried and we were with dad when he was uh Mm-hmm. when uh, the divorce was over, and mm-hmm. I felt that um, I actually had a pretty good uh, childhood, and I'm not really, um, I don't think, carrying too many ghosts from back then, but um, mostly doing dealing with my own children. Ah, well, and, uh, you know, sometimes our current childhood, like with our adult children or our, our own kids, is kind of a reflection of even our own childhood. It's, it's like whatever we haven't finished dealing with when we were kids resurface. Okay. But, but that's wonderful. I'm glad you've identified that. So that's where you can use the exercise is with your own kids. Okay. Do you think you can do that then? 
I can do that. Okay, so if you do that successfully, let's say in the next couple months, if you give time for that ablation, I think Uh you're going to be really happy with the outcome. Did you want to add anything, Dana? No. No? no. Not right now. Okay. Thank you so much. much. Good luck. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And did we want to take another call or take a break here? <laughs> Why don't we? I didn't a, see the sign language. I know. I didn't do the sign language. Why don't we go ahead to one more phone call? Okay, very good. But before we do that, I do want to make sure people have the numbers so they can call into the show today if they like. You can call in at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. Eight eight two eight, and now we've got Lori on the line calling from Seattle. Hi, Lori. How are you? Uh, hi, I'm well, thank you. I had a question um, concerning my sister. She um, lives in Alaska, and um, she was born premature as um, a baby, and she's developed um, a couple types of arthritis. One is supposed to be very rare, and it's got about a a 20-page name to it, <laughs> and and then um, she she went through uh, a knee surgery and had that re- had her knee replaced. She needs the other one replaced. She needs uh, surgery on her back. Um, I would like to be able to offer her some type of a tool. You know, why is she going through all this? Mm-hmm. Dana, do you want to go ahead and respond? Well. I have a personal experience with my own body that I can use as as an example to respond to. And I talk about this in the book. I talk about um, a concept called armor. And that uh, comes from a development of Dr. Reich back in the 40s and 50s. And um, he, he talks about how as babies and children, we toughen ourselves in response to physical and emotional stressors to help us survive growing up and some of us have more than others Mm -hmm. obviously the only trouble with armor is it starts as a protection when we're children and babies but then it turns into a limitation as we grow up and we can take care of ourselves then it it's a really good way to look at um, why and how people manifest physical symptoms Um, So my, when I'm dealing with my own armor, which um, it wasn't a a coincidence that I had a touch of laryngitis earlier in the week (laughs) as I'm headed into this neat interview with Marie, Um, and my voice, my throat, I can... Sounds beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. But on the the way here on the drive, my throat started to seize up, okay? (laughs) So that's an example of how our armor can limit us and hold us. And when I think in terms of helping myself, I think in terms of allowing the movement through that area of my body that's stuck or holding on. Arthritis is, you know, it's an inflammation. And that's very, um, that's a very good example of an area that's holding on where the energy is can't get through and it's actually burning. Right. So um, my advice would be in, in a situation where anybody's trying to deal with their body is find ways to embrace 
whatever is going on, find ways to help yourself feel relief enough to to find a way to feel the movement somehow going through those areas. Yeah, I completely agree. Rheumatoid arthritis um, is related to the first chakra, and it's about not letting go of the past. And um, I've already read your sister's energy because she really wants a lot of help, by the way, so she let me in pretty, pretty quickly. And um, she loves you. I don't know if you know this, but she just loves you so much. You have been a great help to her, but it's really hard for her to let go. She's kind of stubborn. So she won't try certain things and she gets kind of stuck in many, many areas. And what I would do is maybe um, say some prayer for her about surrendering. And that would be a great mantra for her to, to use. I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Because okay. it, it, it could help her joints and the circulation and, you know, whatever's going on in her cartilage, which does not look good to me. And hers is systemic. You know, she has actually a very severe case from what I can see. Yes, she does. I mean, so my heart goes out to her because um, that's a big deal. It's not just in a wrist or a knee, but it's it's pretty much everywhere. So, um, so that's what I would recommend, that uh, sending her love about her being able to let go and to be free, and then if she wants to, try that mantra. And then if you cannot be so caught up in her healing and just embrace the way she is, that could actually help her too. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. So now... <laughs> Thank you so much. So now we're finally going to take the break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. We're talking with author Dana Kwadi. Kwadi, the author of Doing the Thing. We'll be right back. Become a Reiki master the weekend of March 4th through 6th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You'll learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams by becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You'll receive attunements that will allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited, so call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. There's an exciting new Astrology Hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. 
The Healing from Within, Supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Coming in the new year, Hormone Health, the final DVD in the series. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. We are talking with author Dana Quaddy. Quaddy. I love the way you say it. It's so good. And then I won't make a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And your book is called Doing the Thing. Um, And it's just lovely. Again, I love that whole thing about riptides. Great. Thank you. Oh, it's just beautiful. Because, you know, and of course, in my own life, I've had to like relax. And it's, it's one of the blessings about getting older is you know that nothing bad's going to happen. Your life's going to be okay. So you get to practice more of floating in the riptides. Yes. You know? I like the practice oh, idea a lot. It's so nice. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still not super, super comfortable, but you don't have all that stress and anxiety you have to overcome when everything starts to flow correctly again. You know, you yes. don't. So you're not exhausted and wiped out because your mind was going in a hundred different directions trying to solve a problem that you just need to relax in and let it just float through your life. Right. Ah, oh, it's just beautiful. <laughs> just beautiful. Uh, um, and I was listening to the commercial when we were uh, on break and mm-hmm. um, the hormone CD actually, or DVD, Alyssa picked them up yesterday. So we have them now. Oh, we'll fantastic. we have them at the class tonight too, which is very exciting. So can we go back to the phone lines, Eric? Absolutely. You can call us uh, today. We are live here on a Thursday afternoon, February 17th. I like to throw that out just in case it's an encore at some point here. Uh, You can call in at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And now on the uh, phone, we have Teresa from Tacoma. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Hello. Hi, Teresa. Hi. Um, I had a question. I'm trying to figure out what I need to be more aware of because I just found out I have uh, mitral valve prolapse and regurgitation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, just pretty much just have a question of what what I just want to be aware of. Sure. I'll go ahead and give you my little piece and then we'll let Dana give her beautiful insight as well. And I'm so glad that you called, not only because I hope that whatever we offer today brings some peace and healing into your life, but I wanted to bring this up for the first caller and I got so quick on the return that I didn't bring it up. So when I'm scanning your body, I was looking at the back of your heart chakra um, when you were mentioning the cardiac problem. And you're leaking a serious amount of vital life force energy through the back of your heart chakra, which is a common place when people do leak, although leaking is not good for you. And it's not a common thing I see in my office every single day, but maybe twice a month, I'll see people that leak some sort of energy. The amount that you're leaking is significant. And that's probably why you're having a, a relatively serious health or potentially serious health problem at a relatively young age. So 
What this means, when people leak energy out of any of the chakras, it means that they're releasing their vital life force. So it's reducing the energy to the organs that that particular chakra governs, based on my perception. So the heart chakra governs the lungs, the heart muscle, um, the thymus gland, anything in the chest cavity, breast tissue, rib cage, and the upper back. And when people leak energy, it's because they really care about others. So that means you are very compassionate. And you really care about people. And I think you're probably overwhelmed when even a stranger is having a bad day. And you probably can feel it because you're empathic. And But I, again, don't recommend that you leak energy. So the first thing I love for you to do to stop the leak, and I'm helping you, but it's so cute. I'm at the back of your heart chakra and your heart chakra is going, no, no, I have to help them. <laughs> and I'm going, no, you don't. <laughs> uh-huh. So if you could take a few fingers and just tap mid-sternum gently maybe for like three minutes, three to five times a day, that will help your heart chakra to stop leaking. And that what you want to learn to do is the opposite. You want to learn to receive. The back of the heart chakra is the highest receptivity center in the physical body while we remain here in human form. So if you can visualize or feel energy moving into your back in between your shoulder blades, then you're, you'll start retraining this vortex to receive versus give out your life force, which could really help the structures that it governs. Okay. Okay. And did you want to? I would like to add something. Great. So is it Teresa? Uh So this is a good example of one of the reasons I wrote the book. And it's basically about how much we want to um, give give to others and how much we want to be caretakers, especially women, I think. Um, but the the critical thing is like they tell us when we're on the airplane and we're getting ready to take off to put our ma- oxygen masks on first before we help others. Right. And in your case, um, it's, it's a really good um, test of how you can learn to give to yourself, um, especially in that heart area, to give to yourself love at least start with like and uh, grow that part of yourself. Something I learned that was um, really interesting and beneficial for me is I, I asked myself, well, how good am I giving to myself? And, and my answer was, well, I'm pretty good at giving to myself. Um, but then here's the catch is then I had to realize that I wasn't very good at receiving what I was giving to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true for a lot of people. So that might be an angle for you to try in working with what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, interesting, yeah. Because I thought I was pretty good at giving to myself but the receiving. I understand where you're coming from with that. Great advice. It's And we're very sorry for your recent diagnosis, but we're excited for you <laughs> to learn whatever it is that you want to learn for you and for right. your courage to learn it. Because you seem dedicated to it. When I look at you, you're like, okay, this is a little bit of a, you know, a speed bump, but... I'm going to learn what I need here. So I'm very happy for you in that regard. All right. Thank you so much, both of you. You're welcome. welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Next on the line, we've got Mary from Seattle. Hi, Mary. Hello. Hi, Mary. Hi. Uh, My parents are aging really not in a very, well, they're aging. Mm -hmm. And my mother's losing her sight. Mm-hmm. And my father lost his mind. And um, I'm in a place where I'm thinking of moving far away. And there's a little bit of a 
guilt, if you will, responsible uh, feeling. And um, I'm just interested, Marie, if, well, I think, could you give me some pointers? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Oh, sure. I, I think that, um, I mean, it feels like, you know, even the whole situation is extremely draining for you, even thinking about it, and you're not sure what to do. And it sounds like your parents need more professional assistance anyway. Yeah. Whether it's a CISA living or a retirement facility or a full-fledged nursing home or skilled facility, you know, yeah. they, they need a lot of help right now. Yeah. And so that's something that you can't provide on a daily, moment-to-moment basis and they need to be around professionals who can provide medication or transfer them to a hospital if they need it. Um, and I understand the guilt part. Are you going to move really far away? or? Um, I'm thinking of really far away. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no. And you have to do, what's, of course, what's good for you. But is there a way you can set up like some friends who could go in regularly and just say hi? Because if you're parents are really failing they may just need a hug or a handshake or a note from you or a phone call you know it's it, it oh i could i could definitely call yeah. that yeah. wouldn't be something that and, would disappear and let someone go in for you like mm-hmm. you know like you know this whole thing you know some people need to learn how to give i'm not talking about you by the way um but i th- i think that sometimes we can elicit our friends who need to learn how to be more compassionate i'm looking mm-hmm. at dana as we're so I'm talking about this. And this I is, agree. <laughs> yeah, a great opportunity for someone to go visit someone's parent that they don't have an emotional connection mm-hmm. with, where they can just show up bright and shiny and give a hug and not have all that family. The history. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that could be one of your greatest gifts to give your parents. Do you have any insight for her, Dana? Um, the only other thing, Mary, is when you bring up guilt is my, you know, and then I go back to my philosophy is that when you take care of yourself and you feel good about, about you, then that's going to be one of the best ways you can help anyone, including your parents. Absolutely. So, um, it, but to me, it feels pretty like you're not real heavy in that, that guilt area, that it's just maybe something that you can move through pretty quickly and mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, it's it's almost as if you're listening to what society says. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know that's never. There was an ear on that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I would not do that. I mean, I, if if you know, there's. I think it's a great idea to send in a couple friends who can bring flesh flowers and give them a hug and a kiss because that's what your parents will really want. And then a nice phone call for you, and then they're happy, and then you'll feel happy, and everybody's going to be in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much for that. I. Yeah. And I wanted to say, um, I just learned how to breathe. I was listening to the caller ahead. I learned how to breathe into my back mm. instead of into my front. Love and it that. expanded my back. And I felt stronger. And um, I just wanted to say, learning how to breathe into the back instead of the heart, because I am a I, I do know how to give very well. Yeah, I th- know how to give. I think that's a great idea. Thank you for passing that along. That's a great idea. You're welcome. All right. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thanks, mm-hmm. Mary. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, coming up next, we've got Shannon on the line from Seattle. Hi, Shannon. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Great. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Um, I'm calling today 
because my body is suddenly reacting really differently than it has um, in a long, long time. And um, I've had a lot of big shifts happen in my life, and all of a sudden my skin's going crazy, and I'm sweating like crazy at night, um, and I'm 38. So, you know, my face looks like a teenager. And um, I read on your site, actually, Marie, about the skin being related to the seventh chakra, and I just wanted to check in with you about that. Dana, did you want to say something? No. Okay. I'll start first. I'm happy to. Yeah. It's that, you know, it's that seventh vortex about allowing the universe to love you unconditionally. And you look to me, although you've improved over the last five years, I'm being told, you know, that you've made a lot of really good internal belief system shifts for yourself, which has been very helpful for you. But sometimes I think it's challenging for us to let the universe just love us for absolutely no reason. And of course the universe does. Every single being, no matter what they've done or what they haven't done, they are adored and cherished and loved a million times over. And so um, that's what I would work on because that's what the seventh vortex governs, as you said, all the skin and the peripheral nervous system. So maybe something happened in your life where you're reevaluating if you're valuable. Is that true? I Yeah, I think that's been a, that feels like an old one for me more than... It feels like something way, way back. So did something new happen in your life that's maybe brought up an old belief? Um, a lot of family stuff. And my dad's been sick in the last year, and my grandma just died. And so I think any time I spend more time with my family, a lot of that old, you know, being valuable stuff comes up. What about some good stuff? Has some good stuff happened? A lot of good stuff yeah. has happened yeah. in my in my immediate family, especially just in with my husband and my kids. Yeah. And, so believe, you know. believe it or not, this is going to sound weird, but this happens to me too. Like the more well-known I become, the more people love me on the radio who don't even know who I am. The harder it is, I have to like open up that crown chakra a little bit more and my heart chakra and let myself feel loved instead yeah. of judging myself. Like, do I really deserve that? That somebody across the country thinks I'm great and they don't know me. So, cause I wrote down the word good before I asked you the question. So my hit was that some good stuff has happened to you and you're reevaluating if you deserve it or not. Mm-hmm. And you do just mm-hmm. like, it's okay if, if someone in likes me, who's never met me, I love everyone. Like Dana wrote in her book, how much she loves the human race basically is what you said in the entry portion. So that's the, that's the issue. Yeah. Go I ahead, do Dana. have something yeah. to add now, because when you said deserve, I think that's what I'm finding more and more as I learn more about myself, as I talk to people who are going through what the kind of thing that you're going through is, you know, it's it's really a grand notion to talk about unconditional love and to know <laughs> that we are loved. And I believe that without a doubt. Um, but then when we take that and apply it to ourselves and say, you know, can I unconditionally love myself? I think the bottom line that trips people up is the maybe subconscious or hidden notion, do I really deserve it? Yeah, yeah. And we can reach a certain level, but then if it grows, you know, like if there's more admiration or more good things happen in our life, then we have to reevaluate it again. Just wait a minute. Do I deserve that much Mm -hmm. love and good stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, yep. So you do. I second that. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate that. That's 
very well timed. Oh, perfect. We're so happy for you. Have a wonderful day and blessings to your skin. Thank you. Take care. (laughs) So we're going to take another break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We are live in Seattle where energy and medicine meet, and we are talking with author Dana Quaddy. Quaddy. We'll be right back. Bye-bye. Get to know your spirit guides at Marie's March 26th Saturday Workshop. Marie, along with her guides and yours, will help you to feel more confident in your connection. Your guides are with you at all times and are ready to steer you in the right direction. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides. You'll learn techniques to better understand their existence in your life and to communicate with them. Come join Marie at the Redmond Town Center Marriott on Saturday, March 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 425-825-5671 to register. That's 425-825-5671. The Gary Mance Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. Tanya and Tom Ryder join us on Manson Mitchell in the morning to talk about Tanya's eight days trapped in her SUV after it went over an embankment outside Seattle in 2007. Her story gives us a unique glimpse into the survival mechanisms of the human mind. Deborah Cohn then tells us about being a life guide and psychogenic counselor on The Gary Mann Show. A psycho what? Tune in and find out. Manson Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10 a.m., The Gary Mann Show at 11 o'clock Pacific. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life? or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Listen live at 1150kknw.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. We're talking with author Dana Quaddy. Did I say it correctly? Very good. <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> and you wrote the book, Doing the Thing, How Finding Your Shine Will Brighten Our World. And it's so true. If you do what you love and you're happy, and you're fulfilled, and you work on appreciating yourself, that's what helps the human race. Yes, that's where our power comes from. And when we can get to that and express it, everything gets better. It's so true. It's, it's, it shocks me. It feels like the more selfish I am, which of course, we're not really selfish, but it feels that way, right? Well, and I'm glad (laughs) you said that because in the book, I talk about um, constructive selfishness. Ah, I would like to help make um, being selfish popular, knowing that when we when we can see that as a good thing and use it in um, in a healthy way, then we're you know the sky's the limit. So true. It's in a healthy way, you know, where it really does serve you because ultimately it serves everyone. It's just bizarre. I'm always surprised how when I stop doing something I really don't want to do anymore, and then ultimately the universe fills it. You know, if, especially if I'm not going to be taking care of a certain group of people or I'm going to stop doing something and, oh, my gosh, how could I do that? The universe fills it up in a way better way than I could have possibly imagined. It's amazing. Yes. yes. It's just amazing. Yeah. Okay. I love that you said, let's make selfish popular. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and Dana, before we go back to the phones, could you let people know how they can find you? Yes. Um, they can find me on my website at doingthething.com. 
My book is on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com in area bookstores. And, you know, in this economy, go to your local library and check uh, it out. You know, check it out. If they don't have it, they can order it for you. Perfect. So, who do we have on the line, Eric? Well, coming up next, we are going to talk to Jane in Kirkland. Hi, Jane. How are you? Hi. Uh, real good, Marie. Thank you for taking my call. This is a wonderful program for both you and Dana. My question is, I would like to know how to not absorb people's energy. I've been working on this all my life, and I, and I can actually, once I absorb the energy, I found some good ways to eventually release it, but I want to stop it before it gets started. I've done this since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. Do you want me to start, or would you like to start? Well, I, I'll try, and then maybe we'll yeah, go back and course. forth. Go right but, ahead. Um, when I was a child, I was um, I I had the same problem, and actually, I didn't really shed it until maybe eight or nine years ago. Um, and I think it has to do with me. It definitely had to do, and it may be true for you, is that um, I thought that. It was my job to fix everything mm-hmm. around me mm-hmm. and to make harmony and peace and basically save the world in <laughs> just by myself without without understanding that the energy is moving through me from guidance through the higher power. Um, so when I when I started to understand that concept, I was able to make a distinction between what I could do as a you know physical human being as a manifestation of the divine um, versus just really trusting and allowing the universe to move through me mm-hmm. and, and to be kind of a, um, a manifestation of that. So in a nutshell, I think it has to do with um, just closing your eyes and breathing and knowing that you're human and you know, you're doing the best you can here. And now I'm kind of rambling. So oh, no, you're doing in. great. I love your language. It's beautiful. You know, I had the pleasure because I'm self-taught. In fact, I started to take um, classes when I already had a full-time practice. And so I've, I've been very blessed to just run into random people who taught me things. And I used to work in an osteopath's office. That's when my practice really grew. Her patients would come to see me. So I was working very quickly, um, left the hospital at that point, but to make a long story short, we're working on, um, a patient and I could feel all the stagnant energy in the room and I was blocking my body not to let it get inside me. And the patient who actually is a healer and uh, very well known in her own right, sat up and said, just let it move through you. It can't hurt mm-hmm. you. And, and that was just such a big eye opening moment for me to just, to know that, someone's stagnant energy doesn't have to stay in my body. Of course it can just move through me. It's energy. And and if I try to force it away or push it away, I'm actually then in fear and I'm attracting mm-hmm. it to stay in my body. But if I'm in peace and I'm relaxed and I know that I'm safe, and then I can just allow the stagnant energy of whatever to just move right through me. So what do you think about that, Jane? Okay, I think uh, I I think I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's try not to block it. In other words, nothing can hurt you. 
absolutely nothing. Our, our belief systems can certainly limit the way we perceive and experience life. But there's, we're exchanging energy all day long with people. And so if, if we recognize that our auric field is healthy and it's whole and perfect in its own right, then stagnant energy can just move straight through the body outside your auric field and go off someplace where it can be um, recycled into something that's perhaps happier or healthier. Okay, um, like an example, I I can absolutely identify with what you've said with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. But another example would be like when I'm at the airport and I see people saying goodbye to one another. Oh, I just get so caught up in their sadness that then I I can't shake that sadness for mm-hmm. quite a while. I mm-hmm. try well, to be in that moment too. Well, well, you know what you're going to have to do is. Um, and then this is just a little bit of boot camp for the soul, which is really on Tuesdays. Oh, great. <laughs> but you're going to have to get out of your heart chakra. You're, you overuse it because you are an empath. So you're always in your heart chakra making decisions from universal love. When you're, when you're in your own space, in your own body, you kind of need to be in your second chakra where you're just in your emotions for you. So I would get out of your chest, sit in your pelvis, and be connected to your emotions, not everybody else around you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, and Dana wanted to add something. I yeah. would like to add something too because I, I, I can identify with what you're talking about from an, when I was younger, and now something that has helped me too when I, you talk about the airport or seeing people going through these things, something that's really helped me um, get through that is to understand that I am self-contained. You are self-contained. And so is everyone else, and we're all on our own path of self-discovery, and that you don't need to be concerned about anyone else's yeah. path mm-hmm. and, or what anybody else is going through. And the best way you can help them is to see that they have that hidden, sometimes hidden strength within themselves. And everyone has angels and guides around them. And it's really a defense mechanism. I think when we get overly invested in other people's pain and emotions, it's a way for us to detour ourselves from our own life. Mm -hmm. And so think of it that way, that it's, it's a pattern that you, you know, come accustomed to and it stops you from fully living your life. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, I see that. Great. Well, thank you. And best of luck to you. Have a wonderful day. You also. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We've got Kelly from South Dakota on the line now. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Hi, Kelly. Good. Hi. Uh, I can relate to that last caller with feeling everyone else's um, emotions around me. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, I, I just, I'm kind of in a spot in my life that I just don't feel very happy with really a whole lot. Um, location, uh, very little friends. Um, I would love to be doing what I love. I just don't know what it is. And when you guys talk about the universe moving through you, I get really confused. Like, when do you let the divine help you, and when do you take action steps? Um, (laughs) And well, actually, I'm thinking that I'd like to recommend my book to you. (laughs) I was thinking of Rachel's story, actually, as she was speaking, Um, because I've Kelly's Kelly, you've called in before, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I listened to y'all. Thank you very much. That's so sweet of you. you. And And so I think it's more like that thing about being focused in herself. I mean, I'm sure it's a million things, of course, right? But that whole piece about Rachel's story that's in your book. Do we have time to talk about Rachel's story? 
Um, so the, the catalyst for the book was my friend coming over one day and saying, Dana, I am miserable. I don't know what the heck to do about my husband. Um, and she went on to say, I've tried everything. Nothing's working. Well, it reminded me of um, a concept that my husband and I use on a daily basis. And that's where doing the thing comes from. And it's about when you don't know what the heck to do about anything outside yourself then it's time to just tune into yourself and take care of yourself. And with what you're going through, my, my first thought was um, is just try to, try to do things, even the simplest little things throughout your day to show yourself kindness. Um, you might want, and I, another word that came to mind in, when you were talking was appreciation. Mm-hmm. You might just want to simply sit down and start a list of things that you appreciate about yourself and anything around you, the simplest things. Um, and I think when, you know, when you start to, to do that, I think you might start to feel some relief and, mm-hmm. and then you can build on that relief to feel better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just back to basics for a while until things can start to really shift in your life. Okay, so just start appreciating myself. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a wonderful day in South Dakota. (laughs) Take care. All right, we can quickly talk to Karen and Everett. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, ladies. I'm good. You? Good, Karen. We're great. Thank you. What can we do for you? Well, I was wondering... um, uh, um, on how to shift my perspective with all the challenges that are happening at work. Hmm. Can you give us, and do you want to give us a specific example? Well, I mean, um, everything is changing, what they're bringing in new people, and I used to be a a manager, and now I am not. Doesn't that just suck? Oh, God, (laughs) it is so hard. I think change is hard, you know, like even right now I have all these great changes going in my life, but still it's hard. Like I'm getting a new website. I love my old website, but it's just not working anymore. You know, so change is challenging, but it's so necessary. It could be that perhaps you're going to have some relaxing time at work to do other things in your life. If you're not a manager, hopefully you'll be able to have a little bit more leisure time, or perhaps you're going to look for a different job. that's more fulfilling for you. So I, I think change is challenging. Well, and I would add, you know, it's definitely not too many people embrace and welcome change. Right. And although after practice and practice and practice with um, things like this, I've actually started to feel good about change. And I'm actually starting right. to welcome it because I'm learning and what I've learned and seeing other people go through this is that I would say always Anything that's a challenge or even anything that we see as a crisis is a huge opportunity for growth and expansion. So what I say to you is good for you that you would attract something like this, even though it's difficult, something even better is coming your way. Absolutely. So we hope that helps you when you're frustrated at work. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> well, give it a try. Embrace the change. I'm starting to love, not starting, I'm really starting to love my new website. So uh, believe me, change is a good thing. <laughs> Have a wonderful day and thank you for calling in. 
Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's just great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great time, Marie. Oh, you're welcome. And if you can, go out and get the book, Doing the Thing. You're going to love it. I love the chapter on Riptides. I think it's fantastic. And for everyone else in Radio World, I will be back on the air live on Tuesday for a boot camp for the soul. And tonight, I will be at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. I'm teaching a class called Stepping into Consciousness. Have an absolutely wonderful day. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. 